Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with the MVS show. It is me, your host tonight, Todd Varney, unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, Jacob Westendorf uh, is out with me. I have uh, Quick Slant's very own Jason Perone. Jason, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you, Todd. Excellent. And we have the man of the hour, Mr. Marquez Veldez Scantling. Marquez, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm doing great, man. Thank you. Uh, before we get started, I do want to pay some bills real quick. Uh, the MVS show is brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. For more information, visit artecventures.com. Com. Let's jump into what I'm always asking about first, Marquez. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen you. And of course, the dogs, how are they? They're hanging in there. Uh, they're good. They're shedding a lot. So doing a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, brushing outside in winter wonderland. Yeah. And they, I mean, I'm assuming they like the cold, correct? I mean, uh, for the most part, they, they deal with it. Yeah. All right. I mean, Huskies generally do. Is your your uh preference of the hotter weather rubbing off on them uh definitely um especially <laughs> when we go down there in the summer they can run around and play in the in the beach a little bit different than playing in the snow absolutely um another thing uh topic of the hour that's happening right now i know you're a steph curry fan uh just broke the record tonight thoughts on that yeah i'm actually watching the game right now it's on to the, to the right of me um so i don't think that record's gonna get broken i think he has a couple more years in him you know and even once he's not you know a primary point guard he can still come off the bench and you know still shoot the ball well so I think he has you know you know about 3,000 more threes in him so I wonder if that record breaker was like a half quarter you know Steph it's not going to be just a conventional three it's going to be <laughs> nah, something actually, real fancy no nah, nah, it actually was it was just a normal three uh, they tried to double oh, really? him. he kind of he tried to um double him on the screen he kind of just rolled off of it and didn't pass it out and shot the three over to two guys. So as a, as a Suns fan, I'm going to be dealing with Steph Curry for a long time, the rest of this season. And I'm actually yeah. looking forward to it. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's one of one, man. Christmas day, Suns, Suns, Warriors. Christmas day, Packers, Browns. That's right. That's true. <laughs> priorities. Got your, got our yeah. priorities right too. So Marquez, I, I haven't met you before. It's great to meet you. Um, I actually worked in the hospitality industry for a long time. So I wanted to ask you about just some travel. So you guys are going to kind of a unique place because the last time the Packers were in Baltimore was 2013. So what what do you like most about travel? What do you hate most about traveling? Um, I mean, obviously, you get to see different cities. Um, you know, you get to see different stadiums. I think that's you know the one of the coolest things about, you know, playing in the National Football League. You get to travel pretty much all over the country and, you know, see different cities that you haven't really got to see before. Um, you know, most guys play college football and they play in the same conference. So they see the same kind of few cities for those, you know, two to three years that they're at that school. Um, but when you're in the NFL, you can literally be playing anywhere, you know, just depending on what how the schedule falls. You know, playing on the West Coast, playing down south, you know, playing Midwest, East Coast, wherever. So, you know, I think that's just the coolest thing. Um, and then obviously, you know, how we get treated when we travel, um, flying in a big old jet and um, police escorts and all that cool stuff. Um, then obviously the worst parts about it is not being able to play at home. So 
Yeah. So when you guys go to a, a city like Baltimore, you haven't been in a long time. Do they do anything fun on the menu with the food for you guys? I mean, I know sometimes you guys go out to eat, but do they do anything like that for you? No, nah, we pretty much have um, a standard menu um, no matter where we go. Um, so we kind of keep it routine. So it's nothing really you know, special. I mean, obviously, if you want to go out to eat and you know try some of the food that's in the city, then you can obviously do that. Um, but no, nah, they don't really do anything special for the menu-wise when we have a, a game in a city like that. Okay. What's been your favorite road trip that you guys have taken so far? Aside from, I'm guessing the obvious answer here is Tampa, uh, going back home for you. But aside from that, what's the, your favorite city you guys have had a road trip to? Um, LA was cool. Um, went out there my rookie year. Um, LA was cool. Um, Arizona was not what I expected it to be. Um, so I guess that's kind of a cool one because I wasn't really expecting it to look how it looked. Um, Dallas was nice. Uh, Houston, I liked Houston. Um, obviously, I have some family from New Orleans. Um, COVID happened, so last year we went and played there. I didn't really get to you know go out and see the city, but New Orleans is definitely one of my favorite cities to be in. So, you know, I particularly loved your guys' trip to Arizona as well this season. I can't Same. figure out why, but uh, <laughs> I, I really did. I really did enjoy that one. I actually live in Phoenix. Nice. So I'm out here in the in the warm. I'll send some warmth your way since I know that you're missing it. Although yeah, I think we're going to get like 50 or 60 degrees tomorrow or this week, which is crazy. <laughs> I saw so. that. It's been chilly. So I was going to say going to Baltimore is probably going to feel like a, a little bit of spring. Almost. Yeah, we'll get some, get some warmer weather for sure. Uh, so I want to touch on uh, – I know I we had sent you some cheese last week. First of all, I wanted to confirm that you got it. Yes, yeah, in uh, my fridge. Somebody didn't – Perfect. Yeah, is it my uh, first? I haven't uh, haven't eaten it yet. Um, but okay. I just I you know I didn't really know what to eat it with. You know, so I had to have to come up with a a plan to eat the cheese. Um, and I also did a uh, an appearance today with Sargento, and I got more cheese. So now I have two cases of cheese in my refrigerator. So now I have an abundance of cheese. <laughs> Absolutely, you do. <laughs> uh, I will say so. Uh, the cheese I sent you from Meister's is a uh, a small family owned operation here in muscaday wisconsin where i grew up uh some friends of mine so it's a great spot to check out when i put in that uh that card that the the mayhem is spicy mm -hmm. don't take that lightly i i like spicy stuff and even that one will like make me step back for a minute so be careful with that one uh we also sent some to kenny do you think kenny has any cheese left or is he finished that all probably already? probably ate it all within one day think yeah. so yeah um and I want to I want to lean into the trash talking here because there was a tweet by Will Compton uh, that that went out congratulating Preston Smith on a big day. Mm -hmm. uh, what were your initial uh, thoughts on that as yeah, well as uh, some of the best burns that you heard on that one in the locker room? Well, so no one has saw this yet because it happened after the game. And so we didn't really come in on Monday and Tuesday. Um, so it'll be a lot more to talk about tomorrow for sure. Okay. Do you have any anything in the hopper right now working, or are you just yeah, gonna nah, wait for he, the moment and let it fly? No, nah, he he's gonna get it tomorrow for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that's not gonna get forgotten. That's gonna get addressed uh, as soon as I walk into the locker room tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I hadn't seen them since um since they got tweeted out because they got tweeted out like right after the game, and no one had really saw it because um, he didn't really like post it or repost it, and kind of just went under the wire, and then someone else saw it, and yeah, so it'll get it'll get addressed tomorrow for sure though. 
I wonder if that one will overtake Aaron's um, in Arizona the the face mask or the the strap picture. Nah, I mean Aaron Aaron Rodgers is like a, a different type of like legendary, so that's gonna be hard to top. <laughs> yeah, true, very true. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, he just had the 15th installment of the Aaron Rodgers book club today on Pat McAfee. Where are you at with your, I know I fell off early. I think I hit the alchemist and I've been out since then. Uh, where are you at on the book club? Uh, I'm, well, I'm not a part of his book club, so I wouldn't say that. Um, the, yeah, the, the reading list. Yeah. That he, that he got um, for you. Yeah. I'm, uh, I finished the second one. Um, I haven't started the third one yet, but. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Um, it's behind me though. Um, literally all the books are like right there. So those are all the books right on my bookshelf. There's my nice. dog, like dog there somewhere. Yeah. There. Um, but yeah, so all the books are behind me. So I finished the second one. I got to start an, uh, another one here soon. I'm not part of the book club either. I got, <laughs> sorry. I got to get caught up and start. I, I can't even remember the last time I, I read a book. Honestly, it was probably something Packers related. Cause I'm just, I'm, I'm more of a magazine newspaper guy. Keep it simple. Keep it quick. Feel that. But, yeah. We know Aaron's a, Aaron's a big, uh, very cerebral. So no surprise that, mm-hmm. that he's into that. So get on it, Todd, carry the torch for game on. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pick up my reading for sure. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had a question, a few games that I've been at this year. Um, how do you guys communicate subbing in and out on different packages? I mean, obviously you can't have too many guys in the huddle. You've got to get guys on and off in a timely manner. If you're out there, how do you, I mean, are they just calling your name when they're coming in for you? Or is Aaron getting a call, like a package call that he's relaying to everybody right away to know that you're out? Um, no, we got like hand signals um, and we kind of, you know, know what personnel we're in. Um, you know, and usually um, the rotation for it. So, you know, we go through it throughout the week. So we kind of just know it off of hand from there. Okay. Because it it looks like organized chaos, um, but that's always been one thing. I know, like, the little bit that I played at a high school level, you can hear the guy screaming your name as he's coming in for you. So, you know, it's yeah, sometimes if, if you're at home, you can, you can hear it, um, you know, or we might say, hey, Alan, you're going to slot this play and glad you're playing outside or glad you're going to the slot. Alan, you're playing outside or Tay, you're playing the slot or whatever. Um, as we're running in. But for the most part, we kind of know where we are and we just send the guys in and we just have different formations if we want to get guys in different positions. So it's pretty easy when it comes to personnel. So when you see guys like when I see guys running off the field, like scrambling to get off the field on time, more often than not, is that because the coach said, just kidding, never mind, we're going to change the play again, and they changed the personnel, or is it because somebody ran on the field and they weren't supposed to be out there? Um, it could be either one. Um, it just depends. Sometimes, you know, the coach might be calling the play in, um, you know, before the play gets started or the next play finishes, and then he might have a different result, and then he wants to change it, and so it might not get communicated to the other guy who's sending the personnel in. So he might be sending out 11 personnel, but now we are second and one. We want to run the ball. So we're going to get in, you know, different personnel. So the guy might be coming in and they say, actually, never mind, we're changing the play. So you might send them back out. So it just kind of depends on what's going on. Um, another thing with the – actually, I want to hold up before my next question here and go to uh, – you mentioned playing at home, being able to communicate that a little bit better. 
how has I know last year there was an issue uh, or two years ago, Aaron mentioned, you know, being louder at home when on offense and they wanted it to. Uh, how has that been this year? Have you guys noticed a difference with the the crowd paying a little uh, bit more attention and being quiet on offense? Uh, I mean, I can't really remember what how it was two years ago. Um, and then last year it was dead silent. So it was just a blur. Um, well, except for when they were playing like the the noise in the background for the entire game. I don't know why they were doing that. We just had like PA crowd noise in the background for the entire game. Some of those games like early on, um, which was really weird. Um, uh, they got pretty loud last night um, in one of the like drives in the, the third quarter. Um, and we had to like quiet them down. They were just like chanting, go Pat, go just randomly. Um, but, you know, usually they'll, they'll listen when we, you know, give them the, the quiet down sound. Yeah, I was definitely shushing uh, everybody in my section on that one. I think it was coming off of of an injury timeout or something, so it took a little bit longer to to get the game going back again, and they just kind of got restless and were mm-hmm. excited. But um, I, I saw I saw your arms come up and start, telling, mm-hmm. and I was like, guys, Quez said, shut up, keep it down. Let's, let's, <laughs> get, it, let's get involved here. Uh, I actually hit Jimmy at one point for yelling uh, when the team was on offense. So nice, I kept him in check for you. Nice. Um, I did want to bring up. Uh, my cleats, my cause. That was this weekend for you guys, correct? Mm-hmm. Did you did you do anything special for it this year? I actually did not do anything um, this year. Um, only reason why I didn't, um, because I switched over to Adidas, and uh, I didn't have enough uh, time to get my cleats out because I have to wear a certain type of cleat now because of the uh, weather changing. Okay. Um, and so I'd have enough time to get those cleats out to get them customized. So. Excellent. Um, yeah, good stuff. I was actually going to say, as, as far as the noise goes, it's been really cool to see Coach Lafleur getting the crowd involved. I mean, I've watched a lot of decades. You can probably tell from all the gray in my beard here. A lot of Packers football. He is a he's a unique brand. He is a breath of fresh air. It's the the coaching staff is uh, is really involved and in, and in looking at Joe Barry on the sideline and him getting excited at the end of the game. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys feed off of that too, but uh, it's from a fan's perspective, it's uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to see in a special season for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously those guys are passionate about what they do um, and it shows, you know, some, some coaches are also as passionate, but it doesn't show, you know, you got guys like over in, in New England who may win a Super Bowl and not crack a smile, you know, so. <laughs> do you have a preference in coaching style? I mean, do you want somebody that's more animated and kind of, Wears their emotions out there like that, or or somebody that's a little bit more subdued and and going to keep things in house and to themselves. I don't really pay attention to it, to be honest. I'm kind of focused on the game during that time. You know, like the coaching stuff kind of matters when we're when we're uh, practicing and and whatnot throughout the week. Um, but when I'm in the game, I'm not really looking at the coach hyping the crowd up. You know, got to focus on what's in front of me. So. That, that's fair, I guess. You can focus on business there for a few <laughs> hours on Sunday. That's what that's where you earn your pay, uh, paycheck. So you guess you kind of got to be focused, right? It's almost <laughs> yeah. like the test. You got to show up for the test, right? Yeah. So with with regards, I have a, I have a question um, because I know a lot of you guys are on offense and defense, and then also play on special teams. So, like when you're doing special teams like uh, messaging or you're looking at a recap or something like that. How do they split up those, those meetings with you guys? Or I mean, do you, do you make sure that they don't conflict with the offensive defensive meetings and you're in there so you can hear what, 
maybe Coach Drayton is saying or something. No, like they're that. at different times. We always have the special teams meetings first, and then we'll split up in offense and defense. So, okay, excellent. And I mean, obviously, this weekend was was a really tough game for the special teams uh, as a whole. Is that the approach kind of going into to addressing that? Is it more personnel or schematic or just more emphasis on it? Uh, I mean, just going out there and making the plays. I mean, obviously, they have a good special teams unit on the other side of the ball. I mean, Kim Grant's one of the best in the league at returning. Um, and we just got to do different things to try to contain him. I mean, he had a he has had big games against a lot of people. You know, he's I think he has like seven career touchdown returns, you know, so that's that's hard to do at at a return uh, specialist. So I mean, he's a heck of a player. Um, and it just comes down to just putting guys in position to make the plays. The only thing I was worried about on his return was that they were going to clock his speed and he was going to overtake your run earlier <laughs> in the season. That, that was my biggest concern. I'm like, listen, the Bears can score all they want because the Packers are going to beat him. It doesn't matter, you know. But I was they started showing it. I'm like, they're going to clock this and he's going to overtake MBS and that's going to tick me off. So I'm, I don't think any, I think he did. I didn't have anything. I don't know. He might have. He was running pretty fast. Yeah. Something synonymous about, you know, it's funny. Packers and quarterbacks and the Bears and uh, kick returners. Just they've been very fortunate over the years to have a couple of really good ones. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. It, it's fantastic that in my lifetime, the biggest threats they've ever had on their team are only uh, kickoff and punt returners. Yeah, they had so, some guys, you know, uh, Hester, um, Patterson. He was there. Grant, I mean, just guys that I could stand on top of my head. And they've had some guys, so. And that they've been more exciting than any offense I've ever put on the field, which has been fantastic as well. <laughs> so uh, always nice to be on this end. Uh, we do have Christmas coming up. Uh, what was the best Christmas present you ever received as a kid, MBS? Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. I have to think about it. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, man. I don't know. I've got a lot of stuff over the years. I don't know, man. Jason, been- what about you? Ooh, well, for me, I don't know. It's just probably it's all the video game systems. I mean, anytime I upgraded to that, the the newer one took overtook the older one. But, I mean, it was it was it was. I'd have to I'd have to say probably my first first Nintendo product. I won't say when it was. I'll age myself, but that was uh, that was a pretty cool one. I mean, any any of those gaming systems are obviously going to be going to be key because that then then your spare time is accounted for and you got all kinds of fun stuff that you can do. Absolutely. Uh, Marquez, is there anything on your Christmas list this year that you're looking for? Uh, just beating the uh, the Browns. That's that's all I've got on mine, too. So uh, that's I'll, I'll be up there for it. I'm hoping for, uh, for a win there. Uh, any last thoughts heading into Baltimore uh, before we jump into a couple of fan questions here? No, nah, I'm going to go on the road and get it done. Got to contain a, a pretty good offense, um, pretty good running attack. And got some explosive guys, so we gotta go out there and do what we do and keep this first place and locked up, so this thing can run through Lambo. Yeah, how was uh, how was that little gift from the Rams uh, last night? You guys enjoy that one a bit? Yeah, of course. We always uh, take the the wins when we can get them, even if they're not uh, us winning. Absolutely, Kyle. Go ahead with uh, the first fan question that we got. What's your favorite play from the season so far? Um, my favorite play from the season so far, I guess, is it for me or for anyone else or for the entire team? It could be any. Um, I think Rasul's um, 
pick against Arizona. I think that'd be my favorite play of the season. Yeah, that's uh I I think that's almost a consensus across the board. That that one felt like kind of a, a big turning point in the season um for you guys. Kyle, go ahead with the second one. Iowa Joe, favorite Christmas movie. Um, favorite Christmas movie. Friday after next. Yeah. Watch it. Great movie. <laughs> there we go. I don't think I realized that was a Christmas movie, but definitely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely a Christmas movie for yeah, sure. It'll, it plays. I mean, if you're if you're gonna give Die Hard as a Christmas movie, I was then, just gonna say, then that one definitely is. It's yep. definitely a Christmas movie. I mean, if Santa in there, like, yeah, it's definitely a Christmas movie for sure. Absolutely. All right, Marquez. Well, thank you uh, for your time tonight. We appreciate you jumping on with us. As always, um, let the people know where they can find you and uh, where they can find your clothing line that you are uh, displaying for us this evening. I am. I actually have it on right here. Six selection. One night only. Excellent. Sixselection.com. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you, Marquez. You have a great week. Uh, enjoy Baltimore, man. All right. See you guys. All right. Take care. Thoughts on uh, on special teams this weekend, Jason. I know we we kind of touched on it with with Marquez. Uh, we got about what we would expect out of that, I believe. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I kind of think of it in terms of what Jacob always says, and I've had coaches say it. You get what you emphasize. So at this point, it's, it's just baffling to me because I would like to that a team that has so much in front of them for a third year in a row and a coach that may have a third shot at going to a Super Bowl can't possibly want to let this obvious thing derail the team's season, but they just can't seem to figure it out. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, so for example, it's a little cool out there. The ball's a little bit slick. You never know how it's going to bounce. I mean, we saw a disaster last night in Arizona with, uh, uh, you know, of course, it's Prater, uh, my favorite human being on the planet. And if you don't uh, have you don't follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm absolutely not serious about that at all. Um, so the ball slips through his hand and it's fine. But it, and, and then obviously on the on the coverage, the coverage is just when you've got when you got a guy bottled up, it's like, look, I can understand him getting out from from the four yard line, but taking it 96 yards. It's just I don't I don't know anymore. I really don't know. I'm just, I've said it since the beginning of the season. I'm worried that it's going to strike this team in the, in the worst possible moment in the postseason. And uh, I, I guess, I guess I'll kick it back to you, Todd. What confuses me is that I've seen these guys make plays. So it's not like they're so talent deficient that they can't get it done. I mean, I know Ty Summers is not, you know, beating anybody in a 40 yard dash, but for example, but it's they're just so inconsistent. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, and, and that's what's hard, especially on that punt return. Like they had him, they had guys around him. Oren Burks was right there. Um, there was a couple, uh, even the play when I believe it was Oren Burks that drew the penalty. Um, he overran the play on that one. So it, it's hard to to figure out what's going on on that. And because again, we've talked about it throughout this year, the fringes of this roster are so much better than they used to be. Uh, and the fringe guys are the ones that are on special teams. And consistently not making the plays um what worries me is they can't find somebody to catch a punt uh which is is always uh kind of a nightmare when that ball's up there 
and even issues fielding a kickoff. I mean, to get the crowd cheering for you for taking a touchback on a kickoff uh, is is something uh, kind of scary at times. But hopefully, uh, like like you said, emphasis, emphasis, emphasis. Hopefully they focus on it. They get it figured out. Uh, I don't see this being a, a drastic turnaround, but enough that it's not a complete liability moving forward that does bite them in a, a terrible time down the road here. Uh, we mentioned that they do have uh, a game this weekend at Baltimore. Give us a stat line prediction for MVS on this one. I think this is a game because I think they've Baltimore's got some guys hurt on defense too. So this could be a game. I mean – Honestly, what it should be is he should honestly be, he should have five catches for at least 50 yards and, and one shot play a game. If he and the quarterback can ever sync up and the ball can, can get there. I mean, for whatever reason, pressure, this, that, you know, that it, it just doesn't happen either overthrow, which is, it's almost as imp- more impressive to overthrow somebody as fast as MVS as it is to actually hit him in stride. So, I mean, I'd like to say five catches for 50, but it just seems like he's more closer to three for 35 and maybe a touch. I'm not sure, but I, he's got it. I want to see him get more involved and they're going to need him to be more involved, obviously with Cobb out. They're not the same kind of receiver, but that's one less major guy that's out there that, that Rogers, you know, I was going to go back to the special teams thing too, Todd and get your um, thing that the other thing that frustrated me about that was if Mason Crosby can kick the ball into the end zone, why are we even bothering trying to pop it up? Like just, just kick it out of, kick it in the end zone. Or I saw some tweets that said, just kick it out of bounds. I mean, you don't want to throw up the white flag like that and, and, you know, show a weakness or not be confident in yourself. <laughs> Might but I do, be the but worst I, idea. <laughs> but I think that the, I think the mentality too, it just carries to all those guys in the roster. Cause this team does not lack talent. They don't lack confidence, but it does get into your head where you start to think, start to think like, okay, we're not very good at special teams. And, I'm catching this punt now. I'm kicking this, or I'm the one that's returning this punt. I'm Randall Cobb. I'm a 10-year veteran, but am I going to catch this? Am I not going to catch it? Boom, I muffed it. It just it just seems like it's gotten into their heads at this point, and I don't know. I don't know how they fix it, but as far as the whole kicking thing goes, I don't know if anybody knows enough about kicking to look at Crosby and say, like, can this guy do this consistently? Because if he can, what what are we doing? Like, why are we even <laughs> – why are we even bothering the Malik Taylor thing? I'm just going to, I'm just going to say someone took over aliens, took over his brain. And like, I'm just going to yeah. let that go. Cause he's usually better than that. I, I just, I don't, that was, don't that was the exact opposite. Whenever you see like the highlight reels of the smartest plays in football history, there's the one of Randall Cobb <laughs> on, man. picking it up with one foot out of bounds or, or yeah, one handing it. That was the polar opposite of that play uh, where it was, the ball was, probably going to go out of bounds or bounce into the end zone either way. And instead he tried to field it and just muffed it out of bounds. It, it was absolutely uh, mind blowing on that one. Uh, you went, you went real big on your uh, and really stood by your prediction there for MVS. Uh, we have three catches for 35 or five for 50 and maybe a <laughs> touchdown. Just- so, I mean, a, a man that just, he puts his foot in the ground when, when Jason Perone puts his foot in the ground, guys, he stands by it. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a, a solid game for him. Uh, I'm going to go four for 72 and a touchdown. I think they'll, they'll connect on, on one of those long ones. Uh, finally, it's been a few weeks since they've done that. It feels like, and they'll, they'll 
go ahead and put some points up out. In I have Baltimore. to think. I have to think that whole deep ball thing with them, and and this might sound like just you know lame excuse making, but Rogers not practicing. I mean, when you're talking about a speedster receiver like that, you do need to build some muscle memory, and they just have not had a lot of reps together. Yeah, and that does. Absolutely. I think that I think that matters. I mean, they played together for four years, but MVS is he's, you know, I mean, when it was Rogers and Jordy, first of all, those were different teams, and you know, Rogers was a little bit younger. I don't know if anything has really changed with his arm or anything like that, but. They obviously had uh, spent a lot of years, a lot of practice, a lot of time together. I just don't feel like Rodgers has been able to do that this season. And so it's just, you know, he's he's going off of that muscle memory. He's, you know, he, he typically throws off the back foot. And so it's just, it is it is what it is. But I, I just want to see him connect. In fact, he mentioned that game in L.A. And that was, he had a shot touchdown on that game, I think. That was a, a big play that he had against the Rams back in 2018. The I, I can't believe we lost that game for stupid reasons game is what I call it. And um, we've got a few of those. <laughs> well, unfortunately, not this year. Yeah. You know, in 2018, there were a lot, but, you know, we're in a different era now, different times. So we could just turn the page on that. But yeah, it just, that's, I think it's the thing is that lack of practice, but I'd like to see him get a, get a big TD. I mean, they have to win this game. I mean, the Packers have a huge opportunity now. Now they get the, their control back in their, their own hands. They don't have to worry about anything else that goes on. We don't have to worry about anything else because I don't listen, if I don't have to pay attention to or watch Cardinals football, I am way happier. As many of you know, I am the least Arizona Cardinals football fan on the planet. In fact, when the game ended last night, you you probably heard me from outside the borders of Arizona because I was a very happy camper. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Perfect. Especially the way the game ended as absolutely yeah. dud in dud fashion as it does, which is what the Cardinals are very known for. Absolutely. So, well, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, Jason, I'm feeling left out here. Mama Westendorf, she says, it's great to see you. She loves Jason. No love for me. Uh, so shout out there. I don't know what I did. I guess I'm not getting a Christmas card this year. Well, she knows she's not going to see me again this year. I mean, my chances of hosting, the only reason I'm here is because there was literally no one else that could come on and do this with you, Todd. Let's You're actually filling in for me. <laughs> and I'm filling in for ja- for Jacob. So... It's it's a wild wild ride that we're all on here, uh, but hey, next man up mentality, right? That's that's what we got to do. Yeah, well, um, sometimes sometimes as I say in my case, being in here, sometimes you got to play the fifty third guy on the roster. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, Jason. Why don't you let the people know where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perone. I'm also on Facebook, and if you're not already listening to the Quick Slants podcast, because I know you're all subscribed to Game On Wisconsin, I will have the Quick Slants podcast out on Thursday, every Monday and Thursday, Monday game recap from the weekend that was or the Monday night football game. If it happens to be a Monday nighter. Thursday is a little bit of a preview of the upcoming game. I'm hoping we get some good news on the injury front. Once again, every week, Todd, I just feel like every single week, it's just this, you know, can we just have one week of peace where we just preview a game and it's just about the game and we don't have to worry about who's playing. Uh, it'd be nice to start getting guys. <laughs> Silence. That we've been, we've yeah. been hearing every week right about we're going to be getting these guys back we're hoping to get these guys back like at some point they've got to start coming back we can't just keep taking hits every week uh but like you said uh definitely give us a follow at game on wi on instagram and twitter find us uh over on facebook game on wisconsin be sure to jump onto youtube give us a like and subscribe there as well you can find me on twitter and instagram at the todd v for Jason, for myself, for producer Kyle, who is working incredibly hard behind the scenes, folks. 
Uh, thank you all for checking in, and we will catch you uh, next week on the MVS show or tomorrow night on Lombardi's Bar. Kyle hit it.